Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Number number two of Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas. Thinking after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa. Dealer, visit worldofspas.com. You can join New West Travel. We sold out both Nashville and Montreal. It's great seeing everybody. Montreal at Lacage Saturday. Uh, Terrific event. Uh, did a little uh, meet and greet, couple actually, and uh, Q and A. It was awesome. But you can join New West Travel for an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel, great game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly. Complete your trip with an optional AT and T Stadium tour. How about them Cowboys and a National League baseball game as well? Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to New West Travel. Visit them at New West Travel. Com. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Battle Open 24 7, 365. And we're going to hook up with Daily Faceoff Strength Saravalli for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Experience live standard bed racing every Friday in January, new 7.30 post time at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. View the full schedule at thehorses.com. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, Bob. Did you uh, did you leave any of your tax dollars in Montreal? Oh wait, you didn't need to leave Alberta to do that. <laughs> wow. Sorry. You're coming in Alberta. That's an awesome take, my man. I'll be yeah. back in Alberta this week. Coming back up. I hear. I hear we're going to be moving you to Thursday. So yeah. uh, uh, out to Jasper. I'm excited. Have you been to Jasper before? I have. I was there last year, played a little pond hockey, minus 30 degrees. It was awesome. You know, you're, you're, you're tougher than most Americans. Now, can you skate? Uh, yes. 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 Insulting. All right, there we go. Well, I mean, you're you're Philly tough, so there we go. Uh, how, I, play, I played hockey my entire life. Uh, some would at a pretty decent level. Some would say I attempted to play hockey my entire life. I have. I got, heard you were. I heard you were a legend, and in parentheses, in your own mind, in the uh, in the Bantam days. Yes, uh, I was a bad player, no question about it. Uh, but my set, that's not what the stories you share all the time. Oh, on, would uh, you stop? Uh, uh, my, now you're constantly talking. Has any has anyone's Bantam career ever gotten as pumped up as as yours? I lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, and character to have played in the Western League, let alone the NHL. So, uh, but I was Guy Gadowski's line mate in Midget AA. We tied for the scoring race. He's now the head coach at Penn State. Uh, he went on to CC to play at Colorado College. I never played after that season because I wasn't good enough to play in the WHL at 17. That's all you need to you, know. You know this. My brother played on Guy Gadowski's first team at Penn State. That is crazy. Small world, eh? All right. Uh, we we must. We just had Mac T on, and I just uh, refreshed the, the text line on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. There's seven or eight texts asking, Bob, the orders need to, you know, what's going on with Corey Perry? So, Frank, mm-hmm. you're the insider. Uh, I, I Look, do I think Edmonton's doing their due diligence? I, obviously, I think Edmonton, absolutely, they're doing their due diligence. But Corey Perry's going to have multiple suitors, isn't he? He is. I think he's sort of sifting through the initial expressions of interest. I think there's been no shortage of them. I think at least uh, a handful, potentially more than that. And I think the Oilers have been doing their due diligence for a number of weeks now since his contract termination to understand more. And I think that they'd certainly be, you know, one of those teams that 
not only is expressing real interest, but one of those teams that would probably have to be pretty high on Corey Perry's list, given, you know, where he's at, his, you know, ability to chase a Stanley Cup, to be around top end talent. And he's a gamer and grinder. And I think when you look at some of the things that I don't think the Oilers are missing it, but I think they could use more of it, is fair to say. All right. So I threw a, a name out uh, with Craig McTavish uh, as a potential center option, preferably a right shot, uh, and, and, and that is Colton Sissons from the uh, Nashville Predators. And a couple people have countered, Bob, what about Boone Jenner? And everybody knows the story. We talked about it before. Uh, the Oilers did have a couple people in Boone Jenner's draft year. That was the Nugent Hopkins year, pushing for Edmonton to draft Boone Jenner. And the Oilers instead elected to uh, draft uh, David Musil, uh, who didn't unfortunately pan out as an NHL player's second-round pick. Uh, Boone Jenner has had uh, three 20-goal seasons, including 23 and 26 goals the last couple of years. Columbus is in the position they're in. Could you, he's a $3.75 billion cap hit, uh, 2.8 for Sissons. Sissons has got three more years left, I think. I don't have the cap uh, uh, hit or the term left in front of me on on uh, Jenner, but for some reason I think he's got three years left as well. Who do he's you think? He's got two left. He's got two. I was actually just going to say, with Jenner, that's the only thing that scares me is... Look, he's a, a good player, a great leader, someone that guys love to be around. But, and this year he's been good, like on a really bad Columbus yeah. team. He's also playing first line minutes, and that's problematic for the, the Blue Jackets in a nutshell. My concern with him is that with two years left, like, look, no one really falls off a cliff, but I think that his skating. And speed is is something that to me I don't I don't know that I'd want to be on the wrong end of two years from now at three seven five. Not that it's going to cripple you, but it's also not going to be cheap to get him. So you're dealing with acquisition cost plus then you know uh, significant cap space that you're allocating in another year that you don't have any. What are your thoughts on Colton Sissons? Is that a very good year for Nashville this year? They're he both has, and he, they're both thirty by the way. Yep. Uh, Colton Sissons is a guy to me that he's always right in the middle of it. He's right in the thick of the action, um, which I think, again, those are the types of guys that you really need. He had signed one of those kind of different, interesting, long-term deals, seven years, 20 million bucks. And I'm sure, you know, at the exact moment in time, he was probably like, wait a second, you know, I'm this guy who's never really had anyone hand me anything before. I've had to work for every single thing that I've gotten, including just making it to the NHL, and someone's going to hand me 20 million bucks? That's unreal. Um, he's had a great season. I think what you're seeing from Colton Sissons right now is the absolute height. It's the ceiling to me of what the player could be. And at 2.85 million bucks, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, He's got two years left, too. We should mention that. He does, yeah. And so here, here's my thing. A lot of people have made a case that you don't want to pay all this money for rental or all these assets for rentals. And I get that line of thinking. Yep. I think the harder part is paying to get a guy that has term, and so you pay a premium on top of it, to then have a guy that later on you're not in love with. And then you're stuck. And not to say that that would be the case with Sissons, and 
look, Jenner could be fine. Same thing. But I, I'm sure, and I, I'm sure watching the first 12 to 15 games of the Oilers season this year, that some people were probably thinking the same thing about Matthias Ekholm and the deal that he's on. Now he's of course rebounded back to form and he's, he's played well, but he's, you know, when they traded for him at the deadline last year, three years at 6 million per it's, it's not always easy to wedge in. Yeah, no question. Cause you can make an argument right now. A lot of nights he's the Oilers best all around defenseman, Frank. Mm-hmm. You could make that well, argument. You could. So, and so what would have happened though, had, and it's a different stylistic fit, but I'm pretty sure that the Oilers were way down the track on getting Jacob Chikrin yep, last year. No question. On deadline day. What would have happened if you had him instead? Uh, I don't think the order. I mean, how could Edmonton be as good? Uh, Matthias Eckholm's played 59 games as an order. He's plus 40. There's no way Chikrin would have been that. That's the yeah, number for there's, me. There's risk all the way around. Like Chikrin had significant injury history. And the only thing is when someone's 24 versus 33, you're dealing with a different, you know, in terms of, you know, age progression chart, all that. Uh, Frank, uh, Brennan Escott's got a couple questions here for you. We're going to bring him in. <laughs> oh, okay. God, Bob sharing the mic. What is happening? Our yeah. pets' heads are falling off today. I, I know. Um, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> well, how's it going, by the way? This kind of just got thrown on me, and uh, I didn't really have much prepared. But what I can say is that really the talk of my friend group, the town, anywhere, is the fact that this is this team is accomplishing something that the 80s teams were, mm-hmm. were never really able to do. And I think that the consistency of it is obviously what's starting to underscore the whole Knobloch era to this point. It seems that might be the differentiation from where we see the top-end offensive talent of this year's team, and then go back to the 80s, and you see kind of the same thing, but uh, maybe the consistency is really what's separating this year's group, and to me, that's a good thing heading toward playoff time. Yeah, I would say, Brendan, the one thing that stands out to me, first off, I the fact that it is, and I say only, only a nine-game winning streak was the franchise record is still kind of jarring for all the success that that team in the 80s had. Um, that said, it's not really the consistency or the streak to me that is the most impressive part about what we're seeing from the Oilers. It's that they're finding ways to win in games that they don't necessarily have their stuff games that they're just a little bit sluggish on or games that they just aren't making some magic happen. They're getting a timely goal. They're getting a come from behind win. there's a confidence that existed exists with this team that frankly, from where it was earlier in the season and it was shattered and on the floor, the fact that it's, not just glued back together again, but is sort of been exalted to a higher place than it was really at times over the last couple years, I think is ultra impressive. Like this team has found its stride way before last year's team, which have you said that in October, we would have all said you're lying. And that's the hardest part about this league. It's not when you've got everything firing on all cylinders. It's when you're on a long trip at the end of it. It's when you're getting out goalied by a team that is not very good, or you don't show up ready to play against a couple teams that are on the light portion of your schedule. And yet you're still able to milk points in the standings. That's what's most impressive.
We've got Frank Saravalli on the line right now for the horses, Horse Racing Alberta. We got a chance to see Sean Monahan play, and this mm-hmm. is a name that we've heard a little bit, maybe louder than whispers around these parts, but he's right up at the top of your trade uh, target list on, on dailyfaceoff.com. So let's hear what you think about a potential fit somewhere in Edmonton's lineup for a player that we've now had eyes on this season. Yeah, I think, you know, to take the Edmonton portion out of this for one second, Sean Monaghan to me is the ideal third line center for any true Stanley Cup contending team. The reason for that is he can chip in 50 points, which he's on track for this year. He's very reliable and defensively conscious. He can play in a bunch of different situations. He's got some big game experience. And if you needed him to play upwards in the lineup due to an injury, he's played with some of the very top players in the league and can hold his own for a time. Um, That plus the idea that his cap hit is inexpensive. The Montreal Canadians are down to do business. That all matters. And, and there's a reason why he's, he's number two on that trade targets board, as you mentioned, Now, bringing it back to Edmonton, I have a piece coming out tomorrow that's highlighting the top objective for each of the Western Conference teams now 53 days out from the deadline. And for the Oilers, I have written down third-line center or second-line right wing. And you could kind of, depending on which way you squint, look at the Oilers and say, well maybe they could really just use someone to play along dry cycle. And then you could slide McLeod back to three C and sort of solve your, you know, your issue that way. I could see that being a fit. Um, but I could also kind of see with how well this has worked out for McLeod that you just kind of leave well enough alone and go out and get that center that then could pro- provide you some, some versatility when it comes to the playoffs. Thanks, Sarah Valley, joining us for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, one final one, Frank, and that pertains to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I read the stat earlier. The Oilers have 23 goals from their defense this year. The Leafs have just 12. Is it too obvious that Toronto will be looking for help in the back end? Because they've got a pretty decent and deep set of forwards. It's abundantly obvious. And then I would say the next thing that's kind of fascinating is... Is this a year that, like, I think a bunch of teams are asking themselves this exact question right now. Does it make sense to really go all out at the trade deadline to put ourselves in a better position to win? Or are we throwing good money after bad? And not to say that the Leafs aren't a talented team and can't be a contender. I just think they need a lot of surgery to get to that point. Like, I think they need basically three full defensemen to become a contender. That's that's how wow. short of that bar that I think they are right now. It, it's at the bare minimum, too. <laughs> and they've got some cap space but limited assets because they've pushed their chips to the middle of the table a couple times already. And they've got still other, you know, other kind of holes. Like, as good as Joe Wall and, and Martin Jones have played, like, are those your two guys that are going to help get you to a Stanley Cup? And I think those are all fair questions to ask. And then you kind of look at the different brackets and, and playoff possibilities. 
Could the Leafs win those rounds? Yeah, I think they could. But I'm just looking at the West, and I'm going, of the seven teams that are true, authentic cup contenders in this meat grinder that's a Western conference, where would I rank the Leafs in that group had they had to face any one of them? And I'm not sure the Leafs beat any one of those teams in a playoff series. Are you including the orders in one of those seven? Of course. Yeah. You know what happens if the Leafs come in here and win tomorrow, right? It'll be, they're the greatest of all time, and the West is overrated, and so what about the 10-game win? Because, you know... it. Uh, so you mean the, the self-proclaimed center of the hockey universe? Yes. Well, and you know how it works, man. Like, you, some guys have to stay up past 10 o'clock Eastern. I, the, the I get it. I, I mean, I, this is why I... I look the way I do. I'm routinely awake until 2 in the morning yeah, yeah. Uh, sitting at my desk watching hockey. It's awesome. Not bad for a guy from Philadelphia. By the way, we're going to let you go, and I'll tell you why. Because we're four minutes into the game. The Eagles. Okay. The Eagles, they got to land something here. Well, I, I just I just ordered some Mexican food. I'm going to go pick it up and watch the game. All right. Enjoy the game. Thanks for your time, so Frank. Faces on me. Safe travel to Edmonton. See ya. See ya. That is Daily Faceoffs. Frank Saravalli again for the horses and horse racing Alberta experience live standard bid racing. Fridays in January, new 730 post time Century Mile racetrack and casino. View the full schedule at thehorses.com. Some guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. We'll be right back after this at 623 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brennan S. Scott, Callum Kennedy with you. Reed Wilkins is going to pop by at about 647 today. With close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to 16000 off a new F-150 this year. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford 782-780-352-6048. That's 780-352-6048. As for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milt in sales or Kevin Martin and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Uh, Stoffer, if you uh, this comes from Mark in St. Albert. He's being a smarty Jones. Um, if you offer free beer at the Oilers photo session, you would get a lot more company. After all, you're probably going to be in Studio 99. Just a thought as I'm scheduling uh, who I go and line up with at this moment. That comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm the one that gets the free beer, just just to establish right now. Brennan, what do you think? Brennan Escott, uh, third line center, second line right wing. What's the greater need right now? To me, when I think about the the playoff run for this team, they can get to the playoffs with the team that they have right now, which should excite people because they get to add to it. Uh, but we see teams have success with a quality spine. And all due respect to Ryan McLeod, I think we've seen him excel as a winger more so than a centerman. So if you're able to get Monaghan in here, because he comes in at under $2 million, to me, that's the most affordable angle that they can take to improving this team. Travis Konechny has been my personal pipe dream for two seasons. I just don't see that happening. I'm with you. Why would the Flyers do? they got to keep somebody, don't they? they exactly. Lo- and that, there's a player that embodies that Philadelphia 100%. style of hockey. So in a realistic world, maybe it's not Monaghan specifically. Maybe it's Nick Bugstad, who, by the way, if you look up his stats, having a great season. Again. Uh, maybe it's him that comes back into the fold. I don't know if they're retaining salary on the guy They'd two times to. over. 
over. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty silly for Arizona, but maybe maybe it's tantalizing enough. So to me, Bob, let's see them shore up down the middle All right. before quick, the wing. Quick hitter, uh, 30 seconds combined or less time. Uh, do we need to see what Holloway can do? Yeah, he, he okay. can answer that question simply put uh, by coming up here after a quality stint and just have we given up have we given up hope on Connor Brown or is there still a chance at some point he can get it going offensively? If he gets it going offensively, they have a scary deep team because I love the way that he kills penalties. Still, yeah. Do you give Lawah? Five or six games in February? Yeah, because at some point someone's going to get nicked up, and you're going to have to, and I'd love to see him get the chance. There we go. Uh, Zach Ferguson has a global news weather traffic update. We'll find out about Dylan Holloway, Raphael Lavoie, and Philip Broberg. When we come back, we'll talk to Colin Chalk, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, when we return. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water. Lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.